you have to decide what's more important. Is it going to be your happiest life ever, even if you don't have a lot of money? Because if you love what you do, you're going to make it. It's going to happen. And you just have to decide the struggle is worth it. Today, we're talking to artist and former ACC student, Sam Jowers. The college is currently hosting an exhibit of Sam's work, which includes more than 100 micro paintings on top of pennies that were done during the COVID-19 shutdown. Well, I was stuck at home. We left for spring break from Paralyn High School, not realizing we were not going to return. And so we had nothing, um, no supplies for the students. I'm an art teacher at Paralyn High School. And so we had to come up with projects that we could do that the kids would already have stuff at home. And one of my upper level classes, which was the painting three and four class, they've been together for four years. Some of them were graduating that year. And it was really important that they had that connection with each other, even though they weren't going to see each other again. So I told them that they had to make a tiny object that represented themselves and they had to make 12 of them, one for each of their fellow classmates. And we were going to exchange them. So part of my part in this was I was going to paint on pennies little COVID viruses for their collection. Well, I started painting the COVID viruses on the pennies and 2020 pennies. And it was such a fun, satisfying process that I said, okay, I'm going to do this for 365 days, a penny a day. And some days I would do more than one penny or sometimes six pennies in a day. And then I realized if I'm going to make it to 365, I'm going to have to bring it down to just one a day. And I started posting them onto Instagram. Um, The response was really overwhelming. People were really responding to them. Um, I was responding to the news a lot of times, seeing the places in Spain and Greece that were just empty, places that I wanted to visit that weren't going to be the same when this was all over. So I started putting these things on pennies and showing people the lovely places that we wanted to be when we're inside of our homes. Mm -hmm. So I started asking people, you know, what should I put on the pennies? Because after, I think, uh, about 50 days. You had a hard time coming up with ideas. Right. You come up, you you need (laughs) inspiration and not just the news. I mean, I have the Tiger King and his little fiasco with whatever her name is. I didn't even know who he was until I Googled Tiger. So... You know, there's lots of different things that are being responded to from the news, um, politics, the anxieties of the time. So it was just a response. You know, I'm I'm stuck inside this house with no anybody. You know, there's nobody visiting me. I'm not seeing anybody. And the only information I have is from the television and the people that I'm Zooming with and my students. So these pennies are really a gift back to them, trying to bring something upbeat and and beautiful in their daily lives with going through probably the same thing I'm going to through at the time. So what was your favorite sort of subject to return to? I mean, because if you have that many paintings you're painting on, I I would imagine that you you return to a couple of subjects here and there. So what was your... Well, probably the places. I I was a traveler, right. Um, Well, famous places like Big Ben, the Eiffel Tower, um, the Wall of China. I mean, imagine putting the Wall of China on a penny. I have the pyramids of Giza and a little camel with his little stuff all painted on a tiny penny. It's amazing. And and I got better in my skill. I um I, I that was part of the plan was to hopefully get better in that tiny format. I did develop within a month a huge headache. Um the eye strain was overwhelming. I had to order a pair of um what are they called? Jewelers glasses. Okay. Yeah. And that relieves some of the strain. Finally, 
August when they said we were going back to school and we'd hit, you know, in the upper hundreds of pennies or upper 100 pennies, I said, you know what, a good stopping point would be probably the day before I go back to to school because I knew we were going to have some issues with working online with the students and being in class with students. So we had both going on at the same time, synchronous learning. And so the day before I went back, I decided that was the last penny that I was going to. And so how many did you finish total? Um, There was 126 from the day that I decided to start painting them, but there ended up being about 147 Mm -hmm. because I did do multiples on some days when I was just super excited about painting them. So yes, there, there are 147 pennies in the show. So was it, was it hard to kind of, you know, cause I talked to students about this quite a bit. Um, was it hard is when the shutdown to kind of, you know, cause in the creative world, you work so much off of getting feedback from others, showing your work, getting opinion from fellow artists and your students, I'm assuming it's the same way. So was it hard to kind of sit there and operate in that vacuum? Or no? Well, for me, it's never been a vacuum because I, I keep a, a constant Instagram face on there. And my students are very, when, you, when you've had a student for four years, they're no longer your student. You're your mentor, you know, they're your mentee. Um, you get to know their families. So their families are involved with you. You develop a relationship with these people. And, and I look at them as if they're just baby artists that are I'm, I'm ready to fling to the world. And by the time they're past me, there's a relationship there that's de- been developed. So I didn't feel like I was in a vacuum because I always knew that I could say, hey, you know, what do you think? On Instagram, I would put my picture on there and then they would give me feedback. or And they know I've taught them how to critique. Mm-hmm. So they know that I'm, I welcome their feedback as much as they welcome my feedback and they send me pictures of stuff they do and hey, what do you think, Miss Jowers? So it, there's never been, a, there was never a void. And with Zoom and Teams, you know, it's a really wonderful place to go because you can, you can do what you need to do. Mm-hmm. So it didn't feel like there was a, a void as far as creativity and I'll never have a void. I mean, my brain is, is capable of finding things for me. To, well, that's why I gave myself a challenge mm-hmm. of a hundred and, you know, 365 pennies physiologically how are you able to to make a detailed image on such a small surface like that well i use a piece of tape and i place the penny on the tape so that i have a little tag so that i'm not actually touching the penny and then i thought using smaller brushes might be the answer but the smaller brushes didn't hold enough paint to be able to make nice strokes Mm. so i learned how to use a regular size round brush with enough paint in it and just use the tip so I kind of used a painterly fashion and I got really good at realizing that if I paint the darks first and then tip the whites on top, there's contrast and depth. So I learned I learned a lot through this process of painting on the pennies, t- painting tiny. I actually did get better in my skill, which was really nice to see for myself that I could actually get better, you know. So, so you have a show coming up here at the college. Mm-hmm. Um, have, is this the first time you've put them on a, in an exhibit or a display? Yes, I had them. I, of course, put them on Instagram every single day. But when I was done with the set, I really felt like it was really important for people to see these. I, I felt like I feel like they're really relevant to what's going on right now. And I just felt like they needed to be seen. But I wasn't quite sure how you're going to display pennies. So I put them in those little coin cases like for collectors correct like yeah. the collectors and i have a i have a slide drawer that i keep them in and they're the whole collection belongs to my son i mean it's his mm. but i just it, there there's a strong need for people to see what you can do under i don't think it's the worst of times but 
very struggling. A challenging a time. A challenging time, right. Yeah. And then, of course, we had the snow event where the ceiling fell in, and, and I had that going on at the same time as well. So it's just, I don't know, I, I felt really strongly motivated that these needed to be seen in some format, and it needed to be seen sooner rather than later. Um, on top of the fact that when I was younger, I had made a goal that I had to have a show every single year for the rest of my life. I, I'm a vow maker. Um, so at 23, I said to have, I had to have a show or be in a show every year, once at least once a year. And I managed to get one in la- uh, 2020 because the place where I showed had their show in February and I was good for the year. And then I realized probably in January that I was going to make it through 2021 and not show a single piece of <laughs> art. And it just... I was so grateful to Dennis LaValle and Sherry Ritchie for them being able to put it together so quickly. They said, hey, let's think outside the box and let's see what we can do to make this happen. And so here we are Mm -hmm. being able to present these pennies in a way that people can come and see them. You can come at your own time when the school is open. You can come to the reception if you want to. Um, And it's just a real casual. I have I have magnifying glasses available so you can look at them closer if you want to and so it's it's going to be a nice format and when are they going to be on display they're going to be on display from august 23rd until september the 5th and the reception is going to be from 6 to 8 on september 1st they're going to be in building j and i know there's a lot of construction around here but if you go to the center of the school Mm-hmm. There is parking around the, the Building J, and there's several entrances to Building J that you can go into. It's often commonly called the Pottery Studio. The Pottery Studio, yes. yes. For those of you just joining, we are talking to ACC alum Sam Jowers about her recent work that will be put on display in an exhibit, as well as her journey to become an artist. So tell me how you became an artist. Okay, well, when I was in first grade, my teacher, we had just discovered Pluto, and we were all excited about space. And my teacher gave us the, the definitions and the designs and everything and told us what to do. And she said, okay, I want you to draw the solar system. So my happy little self with my crayons, I drew all nine planets and I was so excited. And when I finally looked at it and I was so happy with it. And I said, I'm either gonna be an artist or an astronaut. And I think the path of least resistance for me was being an artist. So it just, it just was something I've always, plan to be and do it just is part of who I am so what and what drew you to it and what because I mean it's one thing to kind of get started in something but it's one thing to sustain it as a career and so what was it how were you able to kind of hang on to that and make it into your like life's work well I think part of it is is that I love it so much and I just love producing I'm a maker and I make things and I do things and the response from other people always encouraged me um, my dad was a strong encourager it just, and then of course, when you are in high school and junior high and you're winning things all the time, you just say, okay, I've, I, there's something here. Yeah, there was a stumble and fall when I first graduated because everyone is saying, oh yeah, artists can't make it. There's no way you're going to make any money. You're going to have to be dead to be an artist. But you have to decide what's more important. Is it going to be your happiest life ever, even if you don't have a lot of money? Because if you love what you do, you're going to make it you're going to, it's going to happen. And you just have to decide the struggle is worth it. And I'm not famous or anything, but I'm very, very happy with what I do. Hey, if you're making a living. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And it sustains me. And, and I just, I don't know, there's more to life than having riches. I'm, I'm comfortable. 
So kind of go through the trajectory of your career here when you when you finished school because I know you came to ACC. I took every single art class they offered until I was pretty much forced to leave because there was no more there were no more art classes to take and I went on to University of Houston and graduated I believe in 2008 from U of H um, with a bachelor's in fine arts and a, a minor in art history. But I did get my my associates two associates here general studies and a the the art degree kind of lay out your career for me when when you finished school or even before that how did you sustain yourself as an artist well having the shows every year obviously i wasn't always sustaining myself as an artist i had to be a waitress for eight years i had to be a um, mortgage loan processor for about five (laughs) There were lots of different things that I had to do, but I never, ever stopped doing the art. Um, There are a lot of times when other people won't believe in what you are, but you always have to believe in what you are. And I was just determined that no one was going to tell me that I wasn't going to be an artist. And I don't think that I, I mean, I've always sold art. Every year I've always sold art, not enough to make a living. I think at one point I got laid off and I was so grateful and I took off a year and by the time the year was up, I was making about $3,000 a month making art, but then my car blew up <laughs> and I had to get a job to pay for the car. And that's how I became a waitress. And that was the end of that little scene because you have to be realistic. <laughs> it's but like I, your life's in tableaus right. between one job or career right. to the next. And right. But so, when I look back on it, I will always be considered in my mind as an artist. Talk to me about your art, though. What What is your main focus? I believe... As far as my art, I mean, I do a lot of polyurethane. I do a lot of mixed media. Like I said before, I'm a maker of things. So my art is very mixed. I I do objects and I do paintings. I love oils, but I never paint in oils. (laughs) I paint in acrylics. I'm a realistic artist. But like I said, I, I go back into making little things like objects that can be looked into and they're they're more tangible like you want to put them in your hand and look at them where you interact as the person and not just looking at a wall seeing something kind of give me an example of one of your works that you would okay um i do a lot of matchbox dioramas where you can actually open it up and there's little pockets and things that you can find inside i would say i do a lot of tiny art um i hate saying because you don't want to be considered a miniaturist. Right. I don't want to be considered a miniaturist. Because <laughs> artists, artists don't like being boxed in. Right. And, and <laughs> I'm wait, I mean, field. wait until I die and then you can tell me what I was. Well, well you don't get to decide your legacy. Right. Future exactly. Exactly. That, so. And so I'm just going to keep making art. And as my mind takes me there, that's where I'm going to go. And I'll change. I'm, I give myself permission to change mm-hmm. along the way, make mistakes, get rid of stuff, do th- something different. So... It, it won't be known until I'm gone what I what kind of an artist I am. As an artist, what is it that drives you, regardless of what you're working on? What is it that kind of motivates your inspiration? Well, I'm definitely very curious about everything. I, I'm, I'm so curious. I, I want to know it all. When I see something, I want to investigate it. If I hear a term I don't understand, I'm going to look into it. I... I enjoy listening to people, finding people in weird places and just chatting with them. I just, there's just, the world is out there and there's just so much to take in and there's never going to be a time when there's not something out there that I can't learn and grow from and create work from. It's just, 
there's no end to it. And that's, that's the excitement for me is that there's no end to it. There will always be something exciting out there if I just keep looking. There's always a progression. There's yes. always a development. It's not, yes. you, it's not like you reach a point and you stop. Okay, I'm finally, I'm done. Oh, no. It's like now it's be. on to the next thing. Right? <laughs> correct. Correct. There's, there's, there's no reason to stop. So it's more about the process than just finishing a work. I believe say. so. I believe so. Although I do need to finish the pieces just because I've got to move on. If I if I don't finish a piece, it'll keep tugging on me. And I, I do tend to work in series. I'll, I'll exhaust that concept multiple times until I'm just, okay, I'm done with that. And we'll just keep going on to something else. There's this idea that I, I hear a lot about where, you know, for so long, the big buzzword in corporate world was to be, you know, goal-oriented. You know, and now there's starting to be this voice out there that says, well, maybe we need to be more process oriented. In other words, make, spend more time developing your skill rather than just trying to reach objectives. Would you say that an artist is more of that sort of process oriented field or, or is it a mixture of both? You think? I think it has to be a combination of both. I think you need the goal. If you don't have the goal, you don't have something to shoot for. And then you have to figure out how the process is going to take you to that goal. And, and the whole thing for me is enjoying that process as I go through it. The goal's not the only thing I'm going for. It's that rowing the boat as I'm getting there is so <laughs> much fun. I know I'll eventually get there and I might change boats at some point, but I'm going to get there. I have something to look forward to. There's hope. Okay. Well, how do you feel about this upcoming show? Are you kind of nervous about it? Because it was a very different type of project. So I'm not really nervous about it because I've already completed it. I I'm, I'm at the stage where I'm presenting it to the world and I've already moved on to new pieces. Uh, I'm working on a series of portals, you know, four by four inch paintings of, of holes or places that would be a portal. An ear is a portal. A mouth is a portal. You know, how is it taking you from one point to another? So I, I've moved on from the COVID pennies as far as where I'm at in my rowboat. I'm not really nervous about the show. I just hope people will show up and see it I really want people to see it and I love the feedback and the enjoyment that they get from being able to see it I look at it as if I'm not the person who created it when I see them I'm like wow those are really good forgetting that I'm the one that went through the process <laughs> to make them because I can actually look at them and enjoy them myself uh, how can people if people wanted to look more at your work uh, where could they find your work at you can find me on Instagram, Sam underscore Jowers, and I'm on Instagram, and I post stuff very regularly, probably two, three times a week. I'm always, it's it's about the art life, you know, the things that will inspire my students, inspire other artists, things I make, you know, I, as I'm growing, I want other people to grow with me. I don't want to be there alone, and that's how you would find me. Also, I do have an Etsy account if you're interested in getting a penny or something like that, or one of my prints. All right. Thanks for coming out and talk to me today. I appreciate it. Thank you. This was enjoyable. I'm John Tompkins. To read more about this or more about what's happening at ACC, visit allencollege.edu.